the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I've been predicting for a long time that the uh, vast majority of Americans have no understanding of exactly how important our fossil fuels and our oil discovery and what oil really is, how important it is to the world and moreover to life itself. People are about to get a real lesson. You know, the Dow Jones being down 450 points. It's not that big of a deal for me. I'm not tied to the Dow Jones. It is a big deal for those people on pensions, specifically those people on municipal pensions, government pensions. That's why it's always protected. But this kind of incompetence and this kind of uh, collapse of, of our supply chain of oil to the East Coast, this is today. It's Tuesday. There's a thousand plus gas stations closed. Long lines, state of emergency in Virginia. This is a big deal. This is a very big deal. And um, the idea that the FBI all of a sudden just comes out and says, Russia, it reminds me of the Gulf of Tonkin, where right away it was Vietnam. Vietnam bombed the boat. Sure, the, the boat was set on fire by our sailors. But that had to be made to look like an attack so it could control the outrage and control the emotion of the citizens. And then, moreover, turn over your decision-making to the people who, if you want to give them a pass, are incompetent, or if you're like me and you, and, you, and you constantly are suspicious of government, especially when they come out with conclusions, and the FBI to come out with a conclusion this fast, is astonishing to me that we even give a rip what the FBI concludes. Is that controversial? Well, you'll have to forgive me. I'm from Chicago. And after all, I think Chicago has an FBI office, don't they? I'm pretty sure they have an FBI office. Yet the most corrupt city arguably in the nation, arguably the world, has amassed a crime family that we call Chicago Democrats. You know, the kind where one little short, petite guy with a 16-inch inseam turns out to be Don Cheech and controls everything from voting to bills. In fact, this son of a gun was shaking down ComEd for at least 10 years, at least Who's to say it's not the 30-something he claims to have served as speaker versus the 50 he's been corrupting politics? Same FBI that allows Ed Burke and the rest of them to go virtually unchecked until they get so old they just can't deny it anymore and we pretend that they're indicted and we pretend they're in trouble. Anybody want to bet if Ed Burke or Mike Madigan spend a day in jail? But yet here it is just hours after the crime. It's Russia. It's Russia. I don't really buy it. I'm sorry. I don't buy it. I want, uh, aside from wanting questions answered, I want plan B and plan C implemented. And boy, isn't this just a perfect time now that uh, the doddering dimwit, the flaccid fascist shut down the XL pipeline? That's a good time. That's a real good idea. And every once in a while, they can't help, but they have to admit when they're absolutely without answers. Project uh, individually. And you mentioned that environmental impact. If the solution for this pipeline going offline is for oil producers to start using rail cars and oil tankers as uh, floating storage and uh, for the EPA to start letting gas stations sell lower quality fuel that is not as clean burning, uh, how is the president showing U.S. climate leadership? See, now that's an important part because what happens is arbitrarily through the cloak of science and the act of tyranny, the EPA regulates that certain states switch blends, which is a massive increase in cost. 
Massive. And they say it burns cleaner. They don't know if it's Tuesday or July, let alone burning cleaner. They're making it up because they like the taxation. They like that it disincentivizes people from using the product. This is control of outcome through price, through cost, through regulation used as weapons. So this is all simultaneous with the summer blend that nobody really has clear answers on, aside from the fact it just costs everybody more. That's an important, crucial part. But I'm sure Pisaki is going to make everything really good. They're going to tell us how comfortable we should be. Well, Peter, I think what the president's trying to do in this moment in time is ensure that uh, the American people know that we're going to work to address this current challenge. Uh They don't work. I wish to God there were cameras inside of these phony baloney officers, offices, excuse me, where they spend 80 percent of the time raising money from constituents. That's their whole job. They don't work the way we do. Although there are, I'm sure there are some out there that sit on their duff and wait for a pension. And they're probably sitting in those incubators we call state trucks. Now, those people have a lot in common with politicians. But the idea that politicians are working, there may be maybe a couple that are figuring out how to delegate or intimidate truckers into complying. And don't worry, they'll use the guise of an emergency and the worker once again will get stiffed and the cost will go through the roof and the Dow Jones will collapse and all of the things of fundamental economics will happen in spite of the lies and the fraud and the incompetence we call government. And that he is going to use uh, all of the assets uh, and resources at his disposal. Your assets, your assets are at his disposal. Joe Biden isn't going to lose a penny. Joe Biden isn't going to do a thing to help anybody. All he's going to do is be surrounded by incompetence, act busy, and claim victory in the end after it's all too late. Kind of like the same thing they do every time. In departments, and you saw that as evidence from what our Secretary of Homeland Security talked about, what our Secretary of Energy talked about, to address address these current challenges. And he doesn't want people on the East Coast and the Southeast uh, to uh, worry. He doesn't want them to, uh, to, uh, he wants them to have an understanding of the fact that the government is all over this, and we're working to address it uh, and address their needs as quickly as possible that should make our enemies smile and that should make our citizens nervous right there don't worry about a thing he doesn't want you to worry and as far as 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 living your life or or traveling the way you do or if you have to work traveling to work or or your costs exploding he doesn't want you to worry just don't worry just shut up and pay it just shut up and wait for private industry to fix it because if there would have been a real business person in charge of the government On Friday, the NSA would have been deployed. On Friday, the government would have rewritten whatever software they needed to to get that line back up. But this government and Democrats in general do nothing but make excuses. Very similar to everywhere they rule. They're very good at force and very bad at implementing any kind of achievement or success or plan. All they're good at is force, intimidation, and extortion. When it comes to making things work, the government in general, and the Democrats specifically, suck. Nothing works well. In fact, we have a story that Misty found about how how good it is for VA hospitals. We'll touch upon that later. And that's why I have always, always fought the ridiculousness, the ridiculousness of the reaction to this virus. Because of what we're seeing right now in the pipeline. The two are connected even though they don't seem that they are. They are. You're turning to the most incompetent people in the world to come up with a plan and make things productive. They don't know how to do that. What they do know how to do is shut things down and act confident and act as if they have a plan when they have no plan. And then the other thing they're good at is bald face lies. That's what they're good at. Now, they hide in little bureaucracies, and I'm including the FBI. You guys don't impress me with your side parts and your cheap suits. You don't impress me with your propaganda. The reality of how you work is Chicago, Illinois. You're as efficient in Chicago as you are with solving who hacked this. You're good for nothing as far as I'm concerned, except public sector pensions. And so is the CDC. The CDC is good for nothing. So when they made their predictions, when they jumped around about the masks, when they shut down private businesses, I was screaming the whole time, how could you let this happen? How could it possibly happen? And all of these pseudo-intellectual virtue-signaling tyrants who call themselves Democrats told me all these facts that I knew were not facts. 
And they came up with percentages. 10% of people catch it outside. Well, how the hell do you know that? How in the hell do you know any of it? You don't. You're just spreading fear and lies. And every once in a while, they get caught. And quickly on the pandemic, is the CDC making it harder for you guys to convince people to get vaccines and to wear masks when they've created this impression that up to 10% of COVID transmission occurs outdoors, even though there's this New York Times report now where they say there's not a single documented COVID infection anywhere in the world. from A single documented infection traced to outside anywhere in the world. Casual outdoor interactions. Well, I believe Dr. Walensky addressed this in the Senate hearing uh, this morning, and she pointed to a collection of scientific studies that set that number that they relied on that set that number at less. See, this is the difference that I can see between, you know, waspy country club frauds versus the Italian neighborhood I grew up in. Because when you're getting lied to by an Italian in a neighborhood, there's yelling. There's a lot of yelling. Of course, I didn't sleep with your wife. I would never scratch your car. If my kid didn't break your window, none of that. Ha- you know, this this is how 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 waspy country club white people tell lies in that real monotone voice with that condescending tone. Than 10 percent. Uh, we know as more people get vaccinated, there will be less and less need for certain restrictions. And the CDC has said they will continue to. You're full of it. And you know the vaccine doesn't work. That's why you have all these signs still up and your rules about your phony baloney Fauci masks and the rest of it. Because you don't know what the hell's in the vaccine. You certainly don't know uh, if it works. And for that matter, you don't know anything about the virus. You're liars. You're frauds. You're cheats. What you do know is you like to be in this position, though. And you like the authority over citizens. Evaluate the science and update their recommendations as they have already begun doing. And so... That's what we will be relying on moving forward, and as we have been. But they did still, they took the study, they chose to put it as part of their guidance. And so I guess my last question would be, uh, the then-president-elect said in January, I've always said that the Biden-Harris administration will lead with science and truth. Which one is it here? Well, it's BS and lies in real American English. When a Democrat says science and truth, you should hear bull Durbin and lies. Again, Peter, we we know that outdoor transmission is rare. The CDC has said that themselves. I would certainly refer you to them on there uh, and the scientists and experts. Keep referring back to the science and experts that keep being proven wrong. We're 15, 16 months into this debacle and people are still listening to this, still listening to them or still considering buying their word on a vaccine. I'm sorry, brother. That's where I draw the line. I'm not putting a damn thing in my arm. You could call me all the names in the world you want. And at least what you should do and where you should show a little respect is for the El Doce, the fruit of Mussolini's loins in Cuomo, at least coming out and speaking like the tyrant with a little bit of a sex problem he is. Today, no excuses. SUNY and CUNY boards will require vaccinations for all in-person students coming back to school in the fall. You're a young person, you go to a SUNY school, State University of New York, City University of New York, you must have a vaccine to come back in September. Land of the free, home of the brave. How many lies you have to catch them in before you start calling them what they are? Liars. I don't buy a word that comes out of the government's mouth. I don't know, do you? Or have you? are you not filled up on the incompetence? 312 642 5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Dirty deeds done with shit. Dirty deeds. Little Mopey. Love Dirty it. Johnny Rocket making fun of me. I'm going to tell you right now, I, in the real world, I don't accept this kind of incompetence. I specifically don't accept liars. Ever. You lie. You, this isn't baseball. You get one time, you're done. In, in, in the real workforce, what I used to love about when I worked at the Mercantile Exchange, it doesn't matter how wealthy a guy was, it didn't matter how long he was there, one fraud lie, and it was over with. He was ostracized. If he lied about a trade, lied about an out-trade, over with, you were done. Clerks lied about orders, gone. See, the real world has to function like that. Government is the only place in the world where we know we know they're lying, and yet we base our life 
on what comes out of their mouth. These people couldn't really exist in the real world, yet look at how they've taken it over and destroyed it. Everywhere they are. I'm sorry, you could say what you want. You have the right to your opinion, and that's the way I live my life. You have the right to your opinion, but don't you dare come down and force me or my kids to do something, especially when you are the fruit of Mussolini's loins, you nipple-piercing freak in New York. If you must have a vaccine, get it now. Yeah. If you have to get it anyway. I also encourage private schools to do the same thing. Think you're safe in the private Let's schools? make a global statement. Global. You cannot go back to school in person in September unless you have a vaccine. That will be a major motivation for people to get the vaccine. And if you have to get it by September, you may as well get it now. Why wouldn't you get it now? Because I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth, not just because you've killed thousands of seniors, but because you're an absolute and total lying freak. Like your brother. The good news is there's always CNN. You've got a bright career ahead of you. Mark, Orlin Park. Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you? Very Glad good. To, uh, be on the radio station. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't trust the government as far as I can throw them. There's really something nefarious going on when you have to offer New York Yankee tickets to get a shot. And they're offering free concerts. There's something that's the White House. The White House just offered free Uber rides. Free Uber rides. Yeah. Now, okay. now I'm I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of oh it's going to, uh, you know they're intentionally trying to harm their people. I, I I think they are so over their heads, so out in front of their skis that they're searching for anything to calm the fear that they started. And you know as they see yeah. their failure and to turn to a, to to something that what every medicine is tested for 10 years for a very good reason. The FDA used to have some integrity especially because they're the ones that stopped the litamide. The litamide which which swept Europe and was touted as a wonderful wonderful drug. It's the reason that those babies were born with the little arms and so many deformities. It was our FDA and a woman who was a new hire there that said, wait a minute, something isn't right. And she rigorously tested it for three years. Where is the rigorous testing here? And I felt this way, Mark, when, when Trump was selling it. I don't give a rip who's selling it. I am not buying it. And the idea that they're going to legislate us into capitulation or tell our children who have a very, very, very low death rate with this disease, extremely low. I'm sure it happens, and it's tragic. But you know what? Right. Is it more dangerous to go out on a Friday night on the south side of Chicago for a teenager or to have COVID? There's a good study I'd like to see. Thank you, Mark, for the call. That's a wonderful study. Why don't we investigate that? I'd like to know in these Democrat utopias, also known as ghettos around the country, you know, the ones that the Democrats built, is it more dangerous for teenagers to walk the streets in these ghettos or to have COVID? Which one has a higher death rate? I'm sure there are a couple parents that would like to chime in. Steve on the south side. Hey, Sean, that guy is despicable. I mean, he's going for the hat trick of ignorance. He, he, he missed it on the lockdowns. He screwed that up. He screwed more and killed more elderly, most vulnerable old people. And now he's going to try... And it's true with the young people. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. I think many people, I think human beings, human beings are despicable in nature. Let's just call it what it is. But what's even more despicable is that there are there are thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people that hang on every word the guys like this say. This guy has proven himself to not only be corrupt. Look at how he's covering up all of these these scandals of the women that he molested. Number one. So he's corrupt. Here's the deal. Yeah. John, here's the deal. Four out of five people are either directly or indirectly employed by Cook County government. I, that number's got to be no different in New York. These people will do anything to keep their jobs, and this is what we end up with. Steve, I agree with you. As you all know, the old fable, New York invented political corruption. New Jersey perfected political corruption. And Chicago made it an art form. But what's even more nauseating is there's still people that listen to this. In fact, if these guys, if they, see, this is why I think I have absolute and total contempt. How many times do you have to prove yourself to be incompetent or a liar before people stop listening to you? And when I look at that moron who is claiming to be the president in the wet diaper, I think to myself, there isn't a limit. He's been lying and wrong and incompetent for 50 years. And uh, 
I guess 81 people alive and dead, decided to give him a, pro- a promotion. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Tell me why you have to go make me so constipated. Because right now I do anything yeah. just get my bounty Every bump is going to be a parody. And you know what he's making fun of me about? He's making fun of me because I wasn't specific yesterday when I played the Fauci parody because it doesn't sound more ridiculous than something he'd say. I'd say even if you live alone, I would wear a mask in the house, especially in the shower, because frankly, droplets can make the way through the drain and come up through somebody else's toilet, infecting them with COVID through the anus. Now, it's a parody. It's not really Fauci. But is it any more ridiculous than anything else this dimwit, this 80-year-old buffoon has said? Without letting us know exactly where it came from. Remember that quick conclusion? They were people eating bats, and that's how it got. Oh, oh, okay. That sounds real. Joseph on the south side. Oh, hello. Love your show. Thank you, Joseph. All right. Just wanted to... uh... To mention that there's the therapeutics that work. Uh, there's a few doctors out there who are willing to uh, administer them. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Simone Gold or Pierre Corey. They both have credentials as long as you're on. And, uh, you know, they're trying to uh, create uh, an apartheid in this country with the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. That violates Nuremberg laws, for crying out loud. You know, Joseph, what's what's also funny, you remind me, do you remember how any doctor that would speak against the government mantra, the government talking point, how they were pulled off of YouTube, they were ostracized in their own, in their own, uh, their own position, their own profession, and they were maligned and slandered. And you know, Joseph, I'm old enough to remember when science meant the constant questioning of perceived conclusions. It's only in this last 25, 30 years that science now is absolute. We've lost that, that notion of critical thinking and picking apart things. And I miss those old stories of inventors of, 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 of everything, but specifically medication, that would constantly try to prove themselves wrong. And I, I, I am kind of fully aware of where this is going. This is about fear being used to control. That's all this represents to me. And you know how many people know what you're talking about with the Norm, Nuremberg? Not many. We're so far removed from a history where people were, were in charge of their own lives, and we're so in the world where you turn yourself over to some authority who's really just a corrupt old man in diapers, that it's, it's, it's disgusting to me. Well, well, not only that, but there are, are very serious uh, side effects. Uh, you know, if you look on uh, the Bears uh, website, if you can decipher it, uh, there are a lot of, a lot of terrible side effects. There is uh, and a, even death. There is a occur. video. There is a video of a nurse getting the package of a uh, of a vaccine. She opens it, and when you open a package of an aspirin, and you open the um, the the filing, the information on what's that in that aspirin, it's 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 a page that's filled front and back of extremely small writing. On the vaccine, there's nothing. There's literally nothing. She shows it. She's a a medical professional. She's been a nurse for 20 years. It's on YouTube. You can Google it. And there's nothing, no information. Yet you're telling me and politicians are telling me that not only do I have to have it to get any any kind of memory of my life back, but now I have to put it into my teenagers so they can go to school. I say take your school and shove it. Joseph, it's so nice to talk to somebody who remembers things. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you. Teresa. On the north side, she's one of my favorite loyal, and she has cleavage. Hi, Teresa. <laughs> Hi, Sean. Thank oh, you. <laughs> um, you know, the CDC, uh, Biden, Fauci, Pritzker, and the rest of them, they just keep saying the only way we'll stop this pandemic is if everyone gets vaccinated. Well, we haven't stopped the flu, have we? That's still going around. And, you know, the government's rewarding people by saying, um, you know, some music venues will only be open to vaccinated people. Sports stadiums will be divided between vaccinated and non-vaccinated people. I mean, you know what? I'm not getting vaccinated, so I don't care. If you don't want to let me in, I don't care. 
Our incompetent government, and you can see that it's incompetent, all you need to do is look at the national debt. That is the yep. proof positive it is incompetent. It over it underestimates overpromises in everything it does. In every service it says it provides, it doesn't. It is proven wrong and we've got a good hundred years where we could point to real life examples of what government creates. Yet these people are now in absolute and total control of everything. And they're not mm-hmm. going to let it go, Teresa. They, the no, one thing not. they, that's why they talk against doctors who have their own opinion. That's why they, they malign anybody who says, wait a minute, shouldn't we think first before you start pumping this into the, into the entire population of America? Shouldn't this be tested more? Or moreover, shouldn't yeah. your, your conclusions be questioned? Why is it that they avoid questions? Because that's what every liar wants to avoid. Every liar and every right. fraud and every swindler wants to avoid any questions, any critical thought, any pushback to what they're telling you. And that is today the American government. This is, a, this is a, an ideological cold civil war. And uh, it's heating up. Thank you very much. And I think this is where you should draw the line, in my opinion. What do you mean you're telling me to put things in my body and you won't tell me what they are? How could you not give me that information? Or do you profit from a society that is dependent on your every whim? I, I think it's quite obvious, especially when you look at exactly how they're lining the pockets of themselves and their selected constituents who all happen to be campaign contributions, contributors. Do you notice how, how contributions has spiked specifically in the Democrat Party? How dark money? Remember what happened? I thought they hated corporate money. I thought they were against all the dark money and Citizens United and money. They're not, they're not saying that anymore. They're loving it. Chris, Arlington Heights. Hi, Chris. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I can't agree with you more. And, and what's happening here is nothing more than just a, a power play by these politicians. And I, listen, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but there's just too many freaking coincidences, right? How does this thing come out of China, a, a country that's trying to, you know, uh, win their own population or... Uh, they're trying, you know, right before an election, it's it spread throughout the world. We have to take it to get our lives back. I'm sorry, but this is just too. You know, Chris, you remind me, frankly, you remind me, everybody's got a motive. I don't, I wouldn't run from that word conspiracy the way normal, you know, the way it's normally run from the way normal radio hosts. I don't run from it because what I understand mainly in business, mainly in life itself, everything's a conspiracy when you boil it right down to it. If you have a meeting with friends and you're thinking about opening up four hot dog stands, is that a conspiracy? So I don't run from that word. But what I do notice is much like my uh, hot dog analogy, who profits from this? Who has profited immensely from this virus? China. China has profited immensely. They're not missing a beat. China profits and the American and the American tyrant we call government profits. Have, have they ever and done the better than they're doing right now? So right. I, I don't think thinking through reality and coming to a conclusion based on fact is a conspiracy theory. Maybe we've un, un, unearthed or, or found out a conspiracy, but that doesn't make me bad that I think. It doesn't make you bad because you realize what's going on. I've got to go to break, but when I do... I want to play a clip that was on 60 Minutes. I don't watch 60 Minutes anymore, so I caught it on YouTube. I'm going to play that. I'll take the rest of your calls. 312-642-5600. I have two lines open after these messages. I cannot, uh, I can't believe this hour went by already. It's amazing. But I want to play this clip from 60 Minutes this week. Um... China has profited immensely from this virus. It was agreed first that China would have veto power over over who even got to be on the mission. Secondly, and WHO agreed to that. WHO agreed to that. On top of that, the WHO agreed that in most instances, China would do the primary investigation and then just share its findings with these international experts. So these international experts weren't allowed to do their own primary investigation. Wait, you're saying... Why didn't... This is about where the origins of the virus... Why didn't we let Iran do its own investigation about the nuclear weapons? that China did the investigation and showed the results to the committee and that was it. 
pretty much Whoa. that was it. Not entirely, but pretty much that was it. Imagine if we had asked the Soviet Union to do a co-investigation of Chernobyl. It doesn't really make sense. Outrageous. And these same morons that sold us that bat story now are telling me how great they got the fix for it. Yeah, I'll skip it. Let's see what happens to the other people. Mark in Plainfield. Hello, Sean. Hi, Mark. Yeah, hi. Uh, well, first, thank you for mentioning the thalidomide. That's the reason I don't want my kids to get it. You know, I, I don't. I, my daughter's 11. I'd hate for her to end up sterile. And my uh, son, he's 17. I'd hate for him to, you know... Uh, Nobody talks him. about thalidomide, yet everybody should. And that was sold by the European government. That was sold by Great Britain. It was going to fix everything. And uh, the uh, result wasn't really good. My other comment is, you know, it makes no sense to separate the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, because if this uh, vaccine works, the vaccinated have nothing to fear from the unvaccinated. And if anything, if you mingle the two, then the unvaccinated will be less likely for this COVID thing to spread around because the vaccinated people would be stopping it. Well, Mark, I've decided with that kind of logic, you're clearly a conspiracy nut, and I'd like to strike everything you said from the record. Thank you very much. We don't, uh, when talking about government and their conclusions, we try not to apply logic and uh, all the time. I'm kidding. Obviously, that's all we do to debunk their nonsense, their bull Durban. You see, I know there are a couple of you raising their eyebrows. I use the word Durban for fecal and other swear words I can't say on the radio. Kevin Elmhurst. Well, hello, Sean. How you been? Splendid, Kevin. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Hey, uh, yeah, a few things. You know, conspiracy is one of those words that's been hijacked and perverted to make it sound like as soon as you mention it, you know, people automatically assume it's for kookiness. When most conspiracies, they're true. They're, they're, they're true. But it's been hijacked. And then not only, you know, are the Chinese profiting off this thing, but I read last week... And this is last week. The number probably went up, but that Pfizer either has already, you know, taken in three point five billion dollars in revenue from these vaccines, or maybe it's profit. For all I know, it could be profit. They were paid on and the who's front. Who's paying for it? They were. They're, paid they're, on they're the all front. free. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why and, that was my big argument. And you know, I, I listen. As you know, if you listen to the show, I voted for Trump, and I thought this was the election that was to prevent the United Soviet States of America, and I voted for Trump. I didn't agree with many of his policies, and and I disagreed mainly in COVID on two fronts. He, of anyone, could have taken the position that the federal government will not seize the private property of the citizens. And if the states choose to do it, then let them pay the consequences. So when he sided with the Pritzkers, with the Cuomos, with the Newsoms, I said this is a huge mistake that we can never go back from, and it will destroy the country. Unfortunately, I was right. When he front-end paid pharmaceutical companies to come up with a virus, they were put in a no-lose position. Thank you, Kevin, for the phone call. How could you possibly put them in a no-lose position? That's outrageous to me. Outrageous. You're, in essence, paying for a product. They can't, in essence, deliver. And why are they incentivized to deliver one that works? And why would there be secrecy upon what's in it at the end? Yet just words. And, and then the cover-up of what I think is serious when, what is it, they said it's only six people that died from blood clots? Well, if they say six, times it by a thousand, it's the government. They've been lying to you since they started talking numbers. All of a sudden, they're, they're, they're honest when it comes to this? I'm more disappointed in the absolute gullibility of the American citizen. We have time for Kylan Woodridge? Kyle, make it snappy from Johnny Rocket. All right, real, snappy. real quick, I want to uh, say a little bit of math real quick. Roughly 32 million people got the case. Roughly 57,000 people, or 570,000 people died from it. If you are, the chances of you getting it and dying are 1.7, and that's generally speaking. Yeah. Scientifically like and math. Kyle, thank you. We have to go out. We're up against the clock. You're going to love my guest. I'll be back after this. the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My favorite part, I love that opening. I worked uh, diligently with the suits at AM560 to create that. And my favorite part about it is this is the first time Steve Cortez, who I really owe the show to, is listening to it. Steve Cortez, how are you, you sexy devil? I'm great, but I got to say, I liked my Kanye and Rihanna better than your music. I mean, we're just going to have to disagree. Yeah, they only live on your Pandora now. Um (laughs) But I, I saw you in the airport. I said, who's this Caballero in the red jeans and the baseball cat pulled up over his head? And it was one Steve Cortez incognito flying to his very new and exciting show. That's right. You know, I, I wear a cap often in public, especially uh, in places like Chicago that are full of liberals or D.C. where I am now that's full of liberals because I don't want to be recognized because people harass me. That is the only positive thing, the only positive thing I'll say about this mask nonsense and having to wear them in places like planes and uh, and airports is at least it gives me some anonymity. That is the, the yeah. one positive. Well, I, I say Dr. Dryheave and Wardy, her wearing a mask is a benefit to society along with Jan Schakowsky. Well, so I'm not totally against them in uh, Democrat circumstances, so I agree with you. But uh, the show, when give us the lowdown now. Come on. Yes. So tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Chicago time, soon, is going to be the premiere launch episode, the debut of Cortez and Pellegrino. Uh, Jen Pellegrino is my co-host, and she's somebody who folks might know if they watched OAN recently. That was where she was most recently broadcasting, somebody who really believes, as I do, in the America First vision. And we've got a really exciting first show. Donald Trump Jr. is going to be our first guest. We then have Mark Meadows, Dinesh D'Souza, and, um, and wow. Anna Polina Luna. So we're really, you know, loaded up for premiere night. Um, and, you know, I've just I, – I've got, I'm – Got my sneakers tied. I'm doing my calisthenics, and I'm hoping to take the field and uh, and you know hit the game hard, Coach. Do you have socks on? I do not have socks on. Yeah, I, I, I knew. I, I always know the questions I ask. I already know the answer to. It's a little. T- oh, and by the way, I didn't mention it's on Newsmax. That's an important part of the equation. Um, it is on Newsmax for folks out there who would like to watch me every weeknight, eight o'clock Chicago time. And one cool thing about Newsweek and Newsmax, and one of the reasons I went to Newsmax is you do not need. A cable subscription. So if you want to watch Fox or CNN or any of those channels, you have to log in if you want to watch with your tablet or whatever device. Newsmax is on all the cable stations. So if you're Xfinity, we're channel 1115. Um, and we're on all the major cable platforms. But in addition, you do not need subscription. Any device you want, your phone, whatever, uh, just Newsmax.com or download the app, and you can watch the Cortez and Pellegrino show every single night. Um, at 8 o'clock Central. And what I'm going to be doing is what I used to do when I was lucky enough to have that microphone at WIND. I'm going to be advocating for working-class people, for the populist, nationalist, America First movement in this country. I believe that there is an unfortunate oligarchy um, that is largely controlling this country. It is growing in its power. Um, And I mean specifically big business. And I think there's three main silos, big business, corporate media, and then the permanent political class. All of them work in concert. Uh, We are losing our republic. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that, but it's not gone. It's worth fighting for. Conservative radio is a huge place to fight for it. I know you're doing yeoman's work for liberty there. I'm going to be doing what I can on my TV platform. Um, and by the way, your looks are wasted on on radio, unfortunately. You, you, so you've got to come on my television show so this world can see you. Now you and, all heard um, it. You all heard him say it. I'm going to be on. I was one. You know, I, you were my first guest, but hey, I understand. I get bumped for Don Jr. All right, I'll take it. But uh, I'm hoping when you get the sniffles, once again, you call me. I mean, do, that's I, right. I have a tie from the Merc with Yosemite Sam on it, but it still looks good. It's going to be fine. But the last time you wore a tie, it is. It hey, you know, nice why don't you mention the Merck? This is actually interesting. So I've been talking a lot, uh, as I know you have, about the inflation, which has already started. You know, we, we, it's not theoretical anymore, right? It's, it's here. <laughs> um, gasoline futures since Joe Biden's election are up 72%. Corn is up 73%. Lumber is up 230%. Just unbelievable inflation spikes since Biden's election. I think, unfortunately, it's probably just the start. The reason I bring up CME is obviously a lot of those products are traded. The futures and options are traded at the CME group. What's interesting also 
is you know what stock is going gangbusters is CME Group. Now, it's doing great, and that's great for a lot of folks in Chicago. It's great for a lot of traders and financial institutions all over the world, but it's terrible for Main Street. It's, it's absolutely awful news for Main Street, and I want to warn people that that's just an extra impetus. Even if you're not terribly politically motivated, even if we don't get you on sort of the constitutional arguments or the liberty arguments, I hope we get you on just the practical idea, the practical reality um, that your costs have already soared, your income is unlikely to soar, unfortunately, and the squeeze on particularly middle class and lower income workers is going to be immense. It's already started. It's going to gain momentum, but we've got to work hard to reverse it. We've got to fight against it. And in 2022, we've got to elect to me, the first way to fight it is to elect a uh, not just a Republican majority, but a, an America first Republican majority that actually cares about these kinds of issues, not the Paul Ryans and the Liz Cheney's. And by the way, for that matter, I'll throw McCarthy in there. I'm being pretty tough on McCarthy. I think uh, his oh, chumminess, both personally and professionally, with Frank Luntz, is disqualifying. And I want a Republican Congress. I do not. I want. I want a Republican Congress with a speaker who was not a roommate of Frank Luntz's. He's always. He's always been an idiot. And the one thing that uh, you know, I I can't believe is still going on, is the people that are always harmed by these Democrat policies, are the poor. And the middle always Mm -hmm. rich people don't give a rip what a two by four is poor people. They don't care if their gas goes up a dollar. They could care less. They can afford to hibernate the middle, the working man and the poor are the ones who always suffer yet. For some reason, those are the ones who are more likely to vote for the architect of the ghetto, the Democrat. Ghettos do not exist. Neighborhoods like that do not exist in well-run communities. And the difference is the leadership. It's that simple. And I am so excited that you're taking on these these real wolves in Republican clothing, like the corporatist scum, second generation, Liz Cheney. And she's not good while you're trying to digest dessert either. Her and, and, and the rest of the Republicans that have lined their pockets. And I hope, I hope you take on jumpsuit Adam Kinzinger, who's good for absolutely nothing. And do you know, Steve, he refuses to answer our calls. I've offered $10,000, much to the chagrin of my wife, to a charity, his own little pack. You know, the one where he raised $3 million since he since he started mm-hmm. to speak against Trump? Or... And the loser pays or he pays to the Chicago South Side, some charity that helps uh, uh, Democrats on the South Side. I'll let him donate there for just a little uh, either a, a three round fisticuffs or an MMA. And I'm hoping he picks the latter and he won't even answer me. So I hope you take him on politically and sideline that punk who knows nothing, who has supported aggressively. Joe Biden and the Marxists calling themselves Democrats. I cannot yeah. believe that Illinoisans in that district. Republicans who call themselves Republicans are going to vote again for this moron. Right. And and I don't think they will, thankfully. By the way, you know, we've got some good real-world indication that he's completely losing, not just in his own district, but elsewhere. We had that special election in the 6th Congressional District in Texas, which is not, when you're in Texas, you might think right away, oh, it's a red district. No, it isn't. It's a swing district. It's a fairly wealthy suburban Fort Worth district. Um, it was only won by three points last time. Uh, so this is a swing district. I actually can't remember if it was Biden or if it was Trump, but anyway, it was three percentage points is it. And they had, uh, the rep died very suddenly, so they had a special election. Kinzinger got very involved with a lot of his big donors, many of whom are from the Chicago area, are, are establishment Republican people. They're they put a bunch of money too. in the candidate, yeah. and he came in ninth. It was a jungle primary. Everybody runs at once, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, Kinzinger's guy, who he went down to campaign for and finance, he came in ninth with 3% of the vote. So my point is, there is no voter constituency for the establishment GOP. Now, people like Kinzinger and a lot of donors wish that there were a constituency, and the corporate media wants to pretend there is. That's why CNN is suddenly in love with him, in love with Liz Cheney. But the reality in terms of voters, actual voting base of the Republican Party, it has been totally transformed. And uh, But, you know, the job is hardly done. I mean, we're just... We are just getting started. You know, there's so much work to be done. And also, to, one point I think is critical about Liz Cheney, you know, to the point of what she has in terms of her inherited positions from her father. Uh, let's never forget that the Bushes and the Cheneys, in my view, those two families have probably done more damage to the United States than any families in American history. And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that when you consider the endless wars that those two started. Uh, that those How two about families, the contracts? 
the contracts, yeah. their stock portfolio. The corruption is, is as open and notorious as it is with uh, I can't feel my face Pelosi, post-op Nancy. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's the same yep. thing. And, you know, and that's what I say. It's easier for us. It's going to be easier to clean our own house, in my opinion, than win over the economic illiterate um, um, Democrat who is fine paying the costs and the ramifications of hiring these idiots they call politicians and representatives. So to them, to me, they're lost. I give no hope for them. But now this brings me to the next thing that I want, because I know you've got the inroad. you got the big, you know, the Rolodex. You know the big, important people. Are they working to shore up voter integrity because I am disgusted with the idea I have to turn to my abuser again right. and hope I'm going to win. I mean, I'd re- I got more optimism on the mega game tonight. Right. No, I hear you. Listen, I would say this. Um, it, it is a very qualified yes. In red states, we are making progress, right? What was done in in Georgia is good news. It's not enough. You can still absentee vote with no valid reason, right, just because you want to. And I think that's a problem. Right. You should only be able to vote by mail if you are legitimately ill, if you're deployed in the military, you know, for cause. Or alive. Uh, that's how it used to be in America. That's how it still should be. But having said that, so I think that's a big miss in Georgia. But having said that, they're tightening things up dramatically. No more drop boxes all over the place. No more ballot harvesting for mail-in ballots. They're at least getting stricter about the ID that you do have to provide with a mail-in ballot. No mass mailing out of ballots. Uh, into unsolicited. So things are getting better. Texas is very close to passing a very good law. Of course, Florida. Uh, I'm jealous that I know you're at least a part-time Floridian. Florida is taking really strong measures. So the answer is, yes, things are getting better in red states, but I would also say, but not enough, right? To me, it's honestly pretty simple. And this is the Steve Cortez platform for fair voting is in-person voting only, again, unless a really valid excuse, identification. We can't do anything important in our life without identification. And then the third thing that is really getting no traction so far, but I'm advocating for, is paper ballots. I think this is a case where we just don't need technology. There's no reason to use technology. Yeah, this is I wanna, one of the few. I want to go. I want to go fingerprint. I want to go blockchain. This way, you shut up the lazy son of a guns that don't want to leave their house. Let me let me have your fingerprint. Simple. The way I, the way that we trade. TD Ameritrade, you know, has fungible trillions of dollars a day that are transacted. They go directly in the exact account. Same same technology could be used, you know, because you're always going to get the. You, you, I mean, you know how this works with the Democrats. They don't want to leave their house. They want to sit home and get everything. So I say we give it to them, and it's for free. I just want your fingerprint. What do you yeah, think? I don't. I don't want mail-in voting again without valid excuse or or, or non-in-person voting. No, however All you right. do it. All right. You know. Even you know you what? You're probably right voting. because these Democrats probably have fingerprints of the old people that passed away. You know, you're probably right. I'm willing to concede right. that point. And uh, the other thing: twenty governors, twenty governors suing the government, suing Joe Biden. Not that he'll know about it, but they're suing his administration to shore up the border. Are you kidding me? This is you're leaving these states out to dry. They're being devastated. Illegal aliens dropped off, destroying economies. I mean, at what point do 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 does the media start to report this? Right. Well, I, I'm going to be talking about it tonight on the show. Um, I was actually pleasantly shocked. AP, which is normally just a ridiculous liberal mouthpiece, you know, pretend journalism organization, they broke a story today actually talking about the reality of the uh, the unaccompanied children who are here. The United States is currently in custody of 21,000 migrant children. Now, we have incentivized this behavior because we have said that if the kids get in and we let every kid in who shows up at the border, if the kids get in, they will be reunited with their parents at taxpayer expense in the United States, not in their home country, in the United States. What we have effectively done, Sean, is turn kids, turn children into admission tickets into the United States. Yeah. Now, number one, it's terrible for us, for our economic and national security, of course, to have this kind of a bull rush at the border. But number two, it's incredibly cruel to these children to incentivize this kind of activity. We know that this border region, which is controlled on the Mexican side by the cartels, uh, we know that many, many of these children are subjected to unspeakable abuse um, during this terrible process. So there is nothing compassionate in any sense about an open border. In addition to that, of course, it makes no economic sense for the citizens of our country, particularly at a time like this. It's always a bad idea to have porous borders, but especially at a time when millions of Americans are still not working, when there's still so much economic anxiety in the country. That is the last time that we want to flood our country with a bunch of illegal workers. It's just, it's beyond asinine. Uh, Unfortunately, Biden, you know, look, we're not even four months into this experiment and the damage he's done between inflation, as we were talking about earlier, Mm -hmm. and then the border. And I think those are the two biggest failings so far. Um, Inflation and the border, um, it's surprised even me 
yeah. and I'm a Boston fan. Well, the good news is you got a TV show. You got a TV show now to go and, and rally the people now. Go to make up your handsome devil and get all poofed up with your pocket <laughs> neckerchief and work on the title of my segment. I'm thinking Chicago Soul Crates. Um, listen, I appreciate you coming on. I look forward to you coming on again. Good luck. I'm, we're all so proud of you. I'm proud of you. And uh, I wouldn't mind the little appearance, but go ahead. I appreciate it, Sean. Thank you, brother. All right, thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600 after this. I know, Rocket, it's shameless. You're absolutely right. I shouldn't impose on Steve Cortez and the idea that uh, I'm going to fill in for him on news. Look what it did for me here. So you gotta, I'm going to stick with the one that you know brought me to the dance, for God's sakes. I'm looking forward to that show. I really am. And I'm looking forward to Newsmax growth. And I think there is a open lane there. And uh, I'm not buying the fact that Fox News is all of a sudden on my side again. I'm not. I'm very well aware of Paul Ryan, corporatist, lobbyist scum that sits on the board at Fox News. I remember specifically how they worked to get Joe Biden into office. So I'm not going to turn to them now as, uh, oh, you're on my team. And I was watching. They had the kid that, uh, I don't know, he's got the hair like Liberace. He was a special forces guy. He's got his own show in the morning or he's part of that group. And he was in Ohio talking to regular people about how this so-called pandemic and the government's response has devastated their small businesses and their business and their life in general. And um, Fox News has been angling since Biden's victory to swoop back in and become the source for the people that resist the government Marxist frauds we call Democrats. And, you know, it may work. I don't know. I still like certain shows. I like Bartiroma. I like Kennedy. Um, and, I, you know, I'll, I'll watch Tucker uh, and Sean Hannity. And, and, you know, that to me is my list. I don't go much more into it. I don't mind the uh, the guy, the English guy on the Business Channel in the morning, Stuart Varney. He's not terrible, although that accent reminds me of Lifestyles of the Rich and Aimless. Um, but aside from that, I think there's a real opportunity here for people who fight for liberty and fight for Americanism to create all kinds of things. That's what we do. We are the 20% that make the world go wrong. And the third that do not vote to give away freedom. That's the real breakdown here. There's only a third of us that even understand the principles of Americanism or the idea of the Enlightenment. The rest of people seek to be well-treated slaves and servants, and that's what they're happy with, and that's why Joe Biden has the approval ratings that I believe, sure, they're cooked, you know, the way that they cook polls. Frank Lutz I love to take advice of how society works from a guy with plastic. He pretends his hair. He's really got his finger on the pulse of how society works and thinks. Society thinks you're a moron, Frank. Not only are you built like a bowling pin, but that's plastic. It is not hair. Stop selling it as a lie. All right? And I'm doing you guys a public service announcement for the rest of you people that think plastic is passing off as hair. And I say this sympathetically. I'm receding male pattern, and I'm going to go out with the three hairs on my head proud as a peacock. That's how it works. That's the way things work organically, naturally, and for a reason. Um, as you see government try to impose this kind of generous tyranny, the failures are evident in the areas in which they are, represent the leadership. New York, New Jersey, Chicago, California are my favorite. My favorite beyond the shadow of a doubt. And I am enjoying watching any twosome newsome. Just go under pressure. I'm even enjoying his solutions, and I'm enjoying some of the questions that we get. I have Pisaki. I believe um, there may be a... Let me ask you, the state of California right now is, net, is projecting a budget surplus of roughly $76 billion, such that the governor of that state is now wanting to hand uh, to deliver checks of roughly $600 to everybody making less than $75,000. As you know, this all comes against the backdrop of those $350 billion from the American Rescue Plan being handed out to states and, and local governments. So did the White House overestimate how much money would be needed? California itself gets $42 billion out of the deal. There isn't enough money. There is not enough money that you can give these corrupt Marxist mafia states. 
And the first thing they want to do is buy votes with it. So they kick out the money, they pick their favorite group of people, and apparently it's working. Because these areas that are controlled and inhabited by the American Marxists calling themselves Democrats are not only bankrupt, but continue to have an insatiable appetite for the other people's money. That's what this is all about. Now, when we get back, I'm going to talk about a tax that is the most immoral of all taxes, the inheritance tax. It's back. But I'm going to guarantee you this. No matter what it is, do you think a Pritzker is going to pay a penny? Do you think one of these mafia Marxist oligarchs is going to pay $1? Or do you think they're going to keep lowering that amount till you can't even leave your kids your house anymore? 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. That's my favorite one, kid. So I'm going to tell you what happened to me today because it's relevant into what we're facing. When I first got involved in uh, in real estate in Florida, I had a, a client that was a, a pretty good client, and he bought an expensive property. And the seller of that property was an Eastern European guy. And I didn't know that. I, I was representing the buyer. Um, in the In the property that was left behind in Florida... When you transact, a lot of the properties have the, real, have the furniture in them. They're sold as is. So they have furniture, this and that. During the walkthrough of the property, we were going through the property. I opened the drawer. There was a Rolex box in there. And I opened it up, and there was a gold bracelet. I called the broker on the other side, and I said, look, this, this guy obviously left this here. She came over and thanked me, sent it to the man. He called me up, and we um, talked for about 30 minutes. He was a Soviet, a former Soviet, who had worked for the government. He was the, I want to say, the second or third generation, and his family were slaves to the Soviet government. And he worked installing windows in their tenements that were slums. And the reality of how the Soviets lived, especially during the collapse, was horrific. Horrific. No food. No nothing. It isn't the utopia that the government, uh, the American Marxist Democrats build. And um, we talked about this, and he understood my views. Well, lo and behold, he had followed my radio career, and I didn't know that. So today I, I uh, bumped into him. And we were talking about what it is we're facing. And he had said, the reason I love this country and the reason I'm a proud American is because it is a country that in theory, doesn't think that the government is entitled to everything, to all the property. It is a country built on the property of the citizens that create their property, that navigate through their life. And the reason that all of us do this, or at least the vast majority of us do this, are for our children. Our children, not other people's children, ours. And it's the reason I work three jobs. And it's the reason many of you pull yourself out of bed in a futile system when Democrats are in power. They are the, their economic plan is feudalism. That's what they practice. They practice survival under government rule. At no time do, do Democrat politicians mention the words liberty or your property or American principle. But most of all, they never ever mention tax cuts in fact the only thing that ever comes out of their mouth is tax increases now they don't tax the people who are their base the welfare recipients and i mean that as well as corporatist welfare recipients major major investment banks billion dollar oligarchs they don't ever get taxed the jb pritzkers don't get taxed that's why when you uh, investigate all of the massive tax cheats in the Panama Papers and the, and the tax avoidance scam artists, they're always American Democrat or European Marxists. That's what they are, because they don't want to pay the very taxes they use as a weapon against their political opponents. So when the Democrats threaten to raise taxes, it's not as benign as trying to raise revenue so that they can cover their spending. It's as a weapon against their political opponents and only as that. Now, the way that they do this is under this, this uh, shuck and jive 
this uh, Marx and Engels utopia as these corrupt, good for nothing, never did anything in their life called politicians somehow have the exact magic formula that will regulate this utopian society to where we achieve this this almost heaven-like, where artists are paid for and live in wonderful places and poets write poetry and bums are effortless and their life is just great. And those people who choose to scam each other and beat each other and rob each other, most of whom, I think if you were to announce their political affiliation, would surprisingly be one-sided on the American Marxists. So as they build this utopia through lies and deceit, The reality is they use weapons of taxation because in their world, your property is theirs that they allow you to keep. And there's not a better example than the so-called inheritance tax. See, I believe taxation and punitive taxation on people who work very, very hard is immoral. I think it is immoral for a government to look at a man who makes who works 60, 80 hours And say to him, how dare you make above the allowed amount? Now we will take a larger percentage. To me, that is violence and that is theft and extortion. It not only disenfranchises uh, uh, people who would normally succeed at great amounts, it strips them of what they've earned. Now, if somehow you can go through this system, this, this Rube Goldberg system of step here and avoid that pothole, and you get to keep money, that money you keep is yours and your kids. How dare a government come in and say, we're taxing you for dying. Yet where is the Democrat that pushes back? Because the ones that are connected know they don't pay it. 312-642-5600. I went long, but it was a good reason. I'm going to go long again on the next one. I'll sue ya! I'll take all your money! I'll sue ya! If you even look at me funny! I'll sue ya! Yes, indeed. Sponsored by numerous slip and fall attorneys. Um, people text me during the show. Well, this, uh, how this doesn't? How does this affect you? I think it's going to be a million seven, two million, four million. What do you care? It's not that it affects me. I'm not fighting for me. I'm fighting for those people who ideologically probably disagree with me. But I'm fighting for the principle of what is yours and what is the government's. This is an ideological, more than a disagreement. We're losing the cold civil war of freedom versus tyranny we're losing that debate and i don't know how when the fact is very very clear it is immoral for a government that is let's say you don't believe it's corrupted all right it's not corrupted the way you the way many democrats think that uh, they think it's honest let's say that um it's not ill-intended And it doesn't want to rule over us the way the Soviet commissar, the Nazis, and various different Marxists around the world throughout history have wiped out 100 million plus people. Let's say this time they really mean it and they want to build that utopia. They're absolutely and totally incompetent. They cannot run a section of, of, of any service and provide anything. Not the health care that they seem to provide. Obamacare was going to fix everything. It was going to be utopia. And those of us who fought against utopia in Obamacare knew what it was going to do, drive up the cost 400%, yes. But it was going to provide for us a service that they already were failing in, known as the VA. They failed. The medic, the, the service is terrible. The survival rate, if you can get through their medicine, their doctors that were taught through military school, medical school teaching. Now, granted, I have one who's a genius. Jim Dalio, I mean him no disrespect, I love him. But the reality is their VA hospitals are not good places. And not only that, if they somehow treat you medically, they can't provide you any safety. Investigation to suspicious deaths at a VA hospital in West Virginia. One patient confirmed to have died from insulin injections, although he was not diabetic. And there appears to be many others like it now under investigation. Here's ABC's Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas. The sudden death of 82-year-old Felix McDermott, a Vietnam veteran here at the Clarksburg VA Hospital, is now at the center of a horrifying mystery. Last year, authorities say someone at the hospital injected McDermott with insulin even though he was not diabetic, and it killed him. The medical examiner flatly saying the manner of death is homicide after being administered by an assailant. We want to know. We, We need answers, and the family needs answers. McDermott is one of potentially 
nearly 11 veterans who died at that hospital under suspicious circumstances. And there's now a broad federal investigation that includes the FBI. His family has filed a wrongful death claim, alleging the other patients were also injected with insulin that they did not need. There's a complete system failure here that would allow this many people to be killed without any accountability. McDermott's family members say investigators have told them a person of interest has now been identified, and the hospital says the investigation does not involve any active employee. They caught her. They caught her. And um, she's going to do, she's looking at 80 years for the eight people. The problem is she had been roaming the hallways, not not as an employee. She had been roaming the hallways for years. So we really don't know. How many people she killed? And this is a hospital of government. This is the example of government insurance. When you want to see how the government does, look at the neighborhoods and the areas and the industries they control. They cannot provide anything with any level of incomp- uh, any level of competence. What they represent is incompetence. But their thirst is insatiable. They are the Leviathan that cannot be quenched. They cannot tax enough, they cannot spend enough, they cannot control enough, and they cannot fail enough. What the government represents is absolute failure, and the reason that you should be nervous is they have never been in more control of every aspect of your existence. And now they have the audacity to say, if you somehow have navigated our confiscatory taxation, we're going to tax you if you die. The numbers are going to get lowered. Don't buy the, 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 the hype that they're going after rich people. If they were, then explain to me the Pritzkers. Explain to me the Cuomos or the Newsoms. Explain to me the Democrat mafia, which has never been in more control, richer, and more powerful. Even the Democrats who are forced to live in the Democrat-run ghettos should push back against this kind of abuse and tyranny. When is enough enough? I think enough is when an old man comes out and cannot speak. With an equitable response that uh, as, 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 they, as we enter this next phase and help us get there, we've added two new tools. One. Uh- Shut up. It's ridiculous. I'll be back tomorrow. Fastest show during the day. We'll be back tomorrow, five to seven. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.